Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast, episode 53. True Adventure Podcast is the podcast where you already know that Mother Nature is crucial in becoming the best version of yourself. So we're going to take that to the next level. Here, we learn how to use Mother Nature's lessons to grow, excel, and become our truest self. So let us do just that. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. Hello friends, happy Friday. This episode's coming at you a little bit late because I'm recording in real time. It is Friday, June 16th, and I'm recording this on Friday, June 16th. I'm a little behind this week, but that's okay. So if this is the first time that you have ever listened to the podcast, hi, welcome. My name's Karina Baldwin. I am your host, and I am the main speaker, the only speaker, um, of the True Adventure podcast. I also own the True Adventure Collective, which is my company, a mental performance coaching and retreats. And I wanted to kind of give you guys a life update. I don't think I do that super, super often. Um, but really just kind of open my life up to you guys and show, kind of a different side of things. I think a lot of the time I'm on here sharing um, surface level experiences and hikes that I've done, uh, challenges that I've been in, retreats that I've led, coaching that I've gone through. Um, But really this episode, I wanted to be a little bit more vulnerable in what's going on and without revealing the intimate details of it. I just had a A week filled with stress and overwhelm and felt like there's so much pressure that I was putting on myself, putting on the relationships in my life, um, friendships and romantic ones alike, and honestly even my family, putting, putting stress on the ties in my family and what our relationship should look like. And this week it all kind of came crashing down. I kind of had a breaking point last week, but it didn't quite hit me. And so I spent last weekend in a lot of social environments. I went to a wedding. I hosted a adventure CEO meetup. And they were so fun to be around, you know, friends and business friends and business colleagues um, and networking groups and whatnot. And that was such a great experience coming right out of my breaking point, kind of a distraction, if you say. And it might be what I needed in that moment, but then I didn't ever really give myself a true chance to rest. I did check out and watched a lot of TV, ate a lot of my favorite food, which is popcorn, and couldn't focus on work which just took a bigger toll on myself. Instead of intentionally resting, I kept fighting and I kept trying to be productive, trying to be effective, which I thought was very ironic considering the episode I just released this last week. And if you haven't listened to it, it's self-coping versus um, self-care. And I needed to hear it, even though I had just recorded it a handful of days before my breaking point. But I think even as I'm giving this advice, as I'm giving this information, as I'm doing my research for these podcasts, sometimes 
I don't always listen to myself. Sometimes we are our biggest critic. We are the exception to our own rules. And I did just that. I forced myself to keep going, forced myself to try and stay focused. And then come Wednesday this week, I got on a call with my coach and I could not keep it together. Tears streaming down my face. I could not focus. And she was like, okay, in this moment, what do you want? What do you need in order to, you know, be able to get back into it and give yourself actual time to rest, but then eventually come back? And I was like, I want to fly to Italy and I want to sit in a cafe and I want to do nothing. I want to read a book and I want to leave my phone in America and like I want to be so checked out it's not even funny and she was like okay let's say we can get all of your responsibilities taken care of I have two dogs right now you know one is mine one is um, a friend's and let's say I can actually get them cared for get my networking groups that I wanted you know to host and do the things and the jobs and whatnot if we can get all that covered and care for do you want to fly to Italy? And I was like, honestly, from the West Coast, no. It's like a 14, 20 hour trek, depending on your connecting flights. And I was like, I do not want to do that. And she was like, okay, you know what I bet? There's a cafe down the street from you. And I was like, yep, sure is. She was like, why don't you just bring Italy to you? Leave your phone at home, take your book, go to the cafe. So I got off the call with her and I grabbed a non-work related book and actually as hilarious as it is, one of the books uh, was The Defining Decade, which is about 20-somethings and how they can live their best 20-something life, um, which many reviewers were of my friends. They read it when they were 22 to 25, and they were like, this is really stressful. It's a very stressful book. And I thought it was interesting because I actually finished the book on Wednesday, started and finished it. Um, I finished the book on Wednesday, and I felt that it was really reassuring to look back and be like, oh, 20s. I did all of these things. This was really helpful to know that like I am setting the foundation for myself to live a very successful in my 30s. And, you know, as much fun as I have in my 20s, I'm also ensuring that I have set myself up for my future. So I think it came, that book came at the right moment for the right time for me, given my friend who is 24 who read that book and gave her a, a mini downward spiral she reminded me that I am almost out of my 20s. And so it's a little bit different perspective of like, oh, looking back, I've done these things versus looking forward, all the things I have to do, which I thought was absolutely true. So I started reading a, a different book at first, finished that, and then started The Defining Decade at my lunch. And I went to a restaurant that I never go to unless like friends that are, you know, really fancy, like really are foodies kind of people. Um, I only go to this restaurant when I have foodie people and or my parents are in town because it's a pretty expensive restaurant and I just honestly really don't spend a ton of money on going out food wise. Um, I'd rather spend my money on other places 
And, but I was like, you know what, today I'm going to do it. And I, I sent $38 on lunch, no alcohol involved. This was bread and an entree and it was $38. And I was very proud of myself because I was like, yep, you know what? I needed that $38 lunch. And to sit there, I sat there for two hours and just looked over the water. It, it overlooks the Puget Sound which is the bay that we have here. And it was just so peaceful for me to just read. And the waiter would just come over and, you know, give me what I needed, leave. There was no, like, small talk. They kind of knew that I just wanted to, like, be by myself, noting the fact that I had a book and I was eating alone. And I realized that eating alone in public is not for everybody. I totally get that. If it makes you more uncomfortable than comfortable, then by all means, find your own different thing. Maybe it's sitting in a coffee shop that might feel a little bit more comfortable. But for me, eating out um, feels kind of nice to be in public but alone. And it was so helpful to just sit and do nothing but read and eat and look at the ocean. And it was so peaceful and I had all my notifications for work turned off, no emails, no text messages. And later I did open my phone. I had left my phone in my car all day. It was so nice. And later I checked my phone and I had gotten a few work emails. Didn't even open them. I was so proud of myself. Didn't even open them. I saw, you know, they were from a client and I was like, you know what, that client, they're not going to die. I will be there tomorrow, whatever they have to email me. I will email them back tomorrow. I will deal with it tomorrow. And I came home and I didn't do anything else. Actually, that's not true. I did go rock climbing. I did go climbing by myself, headphones in. I went bouldering and I just wanted to move my body just a little bit. So I was only there for half an hour. I want to say I climbed like six routes um, and that was it. And came home, just read. I drank like five cups of lavender tea and it was just exactly what I needed, especially after kind of eating my own words from the previous week of like, are you self-soothing or are you self-caring? And then what felt like my world came crashing down emotionally on top of me Wednesday morning when I woke up, like the inability to literally stop crying I've never experienced that before. Could not articulate words coming out of my mouth. Like I was just so in such an emotional state, such an overwhelm state that I couldn't focus on anything. I was not being productive for anyone, to my business, to my future clients, even just to like be on social media. And um, I did post that morning about, you know, kind of like what was happening and I wanted to be vulnerable with my followers and with you that you do not have to keep it all together. And up until Tuesday evening, I thought I did. I was like on this presence. I teach people how to regulate their emotions. I teach people how to handle their stress. I teach people how to, you know, stop working, close their laptop on Friday and check out for the weekend. I have to keep it together. I work in the psychology field. Yeah, I'm not a mental health um, psychologist, 
but I am a mental performance coach. And so there was this view of myself that I should have it all together or at least present that I have it all together, whether it was for marketing, it was for clients, it's for saving face, like whatever it is. Um, I definitely had this mentality that I had to keep it all together. And I was chatting with a friend and we took the dogs to the beach and we were there for two and a half hours, just like talking about all kinds of things and like life thing. It was one of those really much needed deep conversations. And what I think is so funny is I'm actually like not close with this friend. I don't even think I know their last name, to be honest, now that I'm like racking my brain. But they just offered to go to the beach with me and my dogs and they have a dog and I was like, let's go to the beach. And then we just got like really into the shoulds and shouldn'ts and society and what's expected of us and one of those really deep, meaningful, rich conversations and exactly what I needed at that time. And I told them about how I felt like I had to keep it all together because of my you know, business and because of my online presence and people look to me for that guidance. And they asked me like, do you actually have to keep it all together? And they were like, because honestly, I probably would not buy from someone who says they never lose it because they're not human. That's not normal. We're all human and we make mistakes and we get overwhelmed and we get stressed. And that sometimes, most of the time, that makes us more relatable and human. And I sometimes forget that, that like, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to be overwhelmed. It's really frustrating when you can't handle them and it feels like everything is crashing down. And so I wanted to record this podcast as kind of like a, hey, I lost it last week. I dropped the ball on a lot of things in my life. Um, There was definitely a lot of emails that should have gone out this week that did not. There's a lot of things on my to-do list that did not get checked off. There's a lot of people that I may not necessarily have gone extreme as, as disappointed them, but I just didn't follow up as quickly as I probably could have. And I just want to say that that's okay. It's hard sometimes to recognize that it's okay to just not be okay and I think it is talked about a lot more and it is accepted a lot more now but still I think we should on ourselves a lot I should be this way I should be able to handle this I should be able to push through I should be able to work you know x amount of days x amount of hours I should whatever perform a certain way and I am no different to that. I have a lot of tools that help me deal with stress majority of the time. I would think that I am fairly capable and effective at handling my stress, but that doesn't mean that sometimes I still, you know, drown in my emotion. I still get overwhelmed. There's still cases that are over my depth. And I think that goes for any of us, you know, we have life things that happen, there's, and it doesn't need to be this extreme, but there's death in our family, there are divorces, there are breakups, there are, you know, massive traumas that happen. And it doesn't even need to be that extreme in order for you to, quote unquote, break down. Because, you know, I 
think of things that have happened in my past versus kind of what was the trigger for this last quote-unquote breakdown, I guess, for me, I look back and I'm like, I have seemingly gone through much worse. Like, how did this break me? Seemingly, you know, this thing that broke me, this event that broke me, it's not this event, it's how I perceived, you know, how I thought about the event. And I believe that, or I believed that I had gone through much worse. And so I was telling myself, you know, you should be able to like in a blink of an eye get over this and just move on and not be emotional but this one hit a lot harder there was a lot of commonalities between this event and previous events that I've gone through stressors that I've gone through in my life and there's a lot of commonalities but it's been nothing like this I think it's just so different and each event that we have each stressor that we have in our lives as much as we believe like oh you know I've gone through a breakup before I've gone through a death before I've gone through you know whatever before losing a deal you know in business world right you lose a massive client you know a six-figure client or even you know a four-figure client seems like a huge deal but sometimes it's kind of like the straw on the camel's back There's a lot of things that are leading up to it. And I actually, thinking back, alluded to it in my last podcast that I had been building on burnout for a while. And I think I resurfaced last week or a couple weeks ago. And I had started treading water again. And I was like, I see the shore. I'm getting out of this. I am good. And then this last week happened And it was like the world didn't drop a straw on my camel's back. It dropped a brick. And it was really hard. On Wednesday, I, and honestly, a couple days prior to that too, I was speaking to my friends and I was like, I know logically I'm going to be fine. I know logically I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to feel better and I'm going to be happy one day again. And... I'm going to be grateful for all the experiences that I went through. But right now in this moment, I cannot see the light. And that's so freaking hard to go through. It's real though. I want you to know that it's real. When you are in it, when you are in the weeds and in the crap and in the emotions and like honestly in the depression, because honestly in the last week, I haven't done a lot of things that I normally it's like moving my body. I skipped out on a sun uh, sunset hike. I haven't been to yoga in like 11 days or something like that, which for me, big deal. Um, I haven't worked out at my, you know, strength gym in a week and a half. And I went climbing for the first time on Wednesday for like, since like two weeks. So it's, It's hard to do the things that you love and seemingly, you know, 10 days doesn't seem that long in the grand scheme of, you know, I know others go through this for months at a time and I want to tell those people that there is an out even though it doesn't seem like it right now. And whether it's 10 days or 100 days, if it's 100 days, I do highly suggest you reach out for professional help. But there will be a light 
and it will come out. I'm not quite sure I have seen it just yet, but that's also a part of it that like I'm going to do my best to continue showing up to what I can, right? And I went to two networking events in the last 24 hours and I showed up in leggings and a cropped hoodie and I was like, this is the best I got today. (laughs) This is what I can do for you. And I showed up to the next one and it's led by two of my friends and I did kind of shoot all of my energy towards people I knew were going to respond to it. I didn't put a whole lot of energy in meeting a ton of new people. Although I did meet new people, it wasn't my intention. My intention was to show up because I said I was going to show up. And so I did. And it ended up being great. But you also don't have to. And so I just wanted today's you know, podcast episode to let you know, show the vulnerability and the realness of not wanting to show up, you know, hiding behind. I hid for a really long time behind Instagram, behind, you know, PNW Yogi and True Adventure Collective where I'm this really strong brand, outdoorsy brand that symbolizes strength and empowerment. And I felt like a fraud standing behind that name when I felt this weak. And just because I feel weak now doesn't mean I'm going to feel weak forever. And so I want you to really hear that. And if you're listening to this and you are riding a high in your life, that's amazing. Keep riding that. Like live in that. But I want you to take mental note of episode 53 when you are needing to come back and hear that it's okay to fall into these kind of pitfalls, for lack of a better word. It's okay to have these lows. It's okay to feel like crap. And it's okay to not see the light. As long as you keep going. Because sometimes it just sucks, but you sit in the darkness for a couple days. And I did. I sat in my emotion on Wednesday. I read my book and I did nothing. I kept my phone away, didn't allow myself to find any distraction. And I woke up Thursday with a literal emotional hangover. Didn't know that was a thing. Never experienced that before. Zero alcohol on Wednesday. I ate really well. I had my vegetables. I drank tons of water. Earlier you heard me. I had like four or five cups of lavender tea, like homemade boil water, like not sugar tea, right? Um, And I woke up with this massive headache, literally felt like I was hungover. And I talked to my coach and I was like, is emotional hangovers a thing? She was like, yeah, they are. And I was like, great. I have that now. (laughs) This is so painful. So let yourself feel it, but also know that there is a light even if you can't see it now. I'm working my way there and I wanted to share that with you and it's still raw, okay? It's still, I'm not like, and now I'm better. 48 hours later, here we go. We're good. No, that's not how it rolls. Um, I'm still making my way out. This weekend, I'm going to go backpacking because I think it's going to be really helpful for me to get out in nature and it's going to be rainy and that's not going to be, you know, the best 
weather to be out and sleep in the woods in. But I'm doing it because I know that connecting with nature will help me in the long run the best. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be spending my weekend backpacking with a couple good friends. All right, friends, that is what I have for you. That is my podcast for today. And I hope that you're able to come back and listen to this when you really need it. And maybe you just kind of pocket this information for a future time if you're writing that high. Keep writing it. All right, friends, that is what I have for you. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and I will talk to you in the next episode.